Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Sunday, May 26. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Chafet de Oliveira, and it is a brand new day, brand new week, and second week in our series of Shepherd's Roar, which we're really excited about because we're in Amos 3-4. So let me pray for today, and let me pray for this new week as well. Heavenly Father, as we explore this new passage, as we enter into it, we ask, Lord, for your blessing uh, today, on today, and on this week ahead, and on this passage, and all that it brings into our lives, and we ask for your guidance and your wisdom them in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. So the Daily Walk podcast, as some of you listening know, some of you don't, is a companion to the the written Daily Walk, which is a daily devotional that is on our boulder.church website, and it also goes out as an email. So what we do is um, every day there is a, a text that's being focused on for the sermon that week, and we have a writer who kind of adds some insight to whatever the text is. So you have the opportunity to read it in different translations of the Bible, read some commentary from from the writer for that week, and then they ask a recalibrate question that you can use to think about on your own of ways to kind of apply this passage to your life, or you can study it with your family or with a group of friends if you have a small group or anything like that. So what we do on the, on the podcast is we read the text aloud so that you can listen to it if you like to do that, and then we talk about the recalibrate question, Japheth and I do. So without further ado... We, we start we, we the battle week. through it. Yes, we start the week with always with the English Standard Version, the ESV. Today I'm reading Amos chapters three and four, the entire chapters, both of these. Um, everybody knows how much I like it when things go on and on, and this does, I'm afraid. So I'll try to make it as um, painless uh-huh. as possible. Good. Subheading Israel's guilt and punishment. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O people of Israel against the whole family that I brought up out of the land of Egypt. You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Do two walk together unless they have agreed to meet? Does a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Does a young lion cry out from his den if he has taken nothing? Does a bird fall in a snare on the ground, on the earth, when there is no trap for it? Does a snare spring up from the ground when it has taken nothing? Is a trumpet blown in a city and the people are not afraid? Does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has done it? For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. The lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Proclaim to the strongholds in Ashdod and to the strongholds in the land of Egypt and say, Assemble yourselves on the mountains of Samaria and see the great tumults within her and the oppressed in her midst. They do not know how to do right, declares the Lord, those who store up violence and robbery in their strongholds. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, an adversary shall surround the land and bring down your defenses from you, and your strongholds shall be plundered. Thus says the Lord, as the shepherd rescues from the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the people of Israel who dwell in Samaria be rescued with the corner of a couch and part of a bed. Hear and testify against the house of Jacob, declares the Lord God, the God of hosts, that on the day I punish Israel for his transgressions, I will punish the altars of Bethel, and the horns of the altar shall be cut off, 
and fall to the ground. I will strike the winter house along with the summer house, and the houses of ivory shall perish, and the great houses shall come to an end, declares the Lord. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan, who are on the mountain of Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, who say to your husbands, Bring, that we may drink. The Lord God has sworn by his holiness that, behold, the days are coming upon you, when they shall take take you away with hooks, even the last of you with fish hooks, and you shall go out through the breaches, each one straight ahead, and you shall be cast out into Harmon, declares the Lord. Come to Bethel and transgress, to Gilgal and multiply transgression. Bring your sacrifices every morning, your tithes every three days. Offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving of that which is leavened, and proclaim freewill offerings. Publish them. For so you love to do, O people of Israel, declares the Lord God. Subheading, Israel has not returned to the Lord. I gave you cleanness of teeth in all your cities, and lack of bread in all your places, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I also withheld the rain from you when there were yet three months to the harvest. I would send rain on one city and send no rain on another city. One field would have rain, and the field on which it did not rain would wither. So two or three cities would wander to another city to drink water and would not be satisfied, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I struck you with blight and mildew, your many gardens and your vineyards. Your fig trees and your olive trees the locust devoured, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I sent among you a pestilence after the manner of Egypt. I killed your young men with the sword and carried away your horses, and I made the stench of your camp go up into your nostrils, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I overthrew some of you as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, and you were as a brand plucked out of the burning, yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. Therefore, thus I will do to you, O Israel, because I will do this to you. Prepare to meet your God, O Israel. For behold, he who forms the mountains and creates the wind and declares to man what is his thought, who makes the morning darkness and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. Okay, I have to just say, can I, can I say one just, thing really just quickly? Just one thing only? Okay. This just reminds me of, <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's a little psychotic. It'd be like, hey, Japhet. Uh-huh. Um, I uh-huh. slashed all your tires, and yet you don't love me. I took your clothes uh-huh. out of your cupboard and threw them out onto the ground, and I poured petrol on them, and I, I lit them on fire, and yet you, go there. you don't uh-huh. love me. Then I went to the fridge, and I took out all your food, and I let it spoil until uh-huh. maggots walked all uh-huh. over it, and yet you still don't love me. I mean, what do I have to do? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, it's that sounds like, like a movie. Clearly, <laughs> yes. Um, culturally, I have to imagine that, that if this was effective, uh-huh. the people had a very different way of being wooed, <laughs> I guess, than we do. Anyway, what's, although, the, what's although, the actual question? Although, it, I mean, yes. I've, ta- there I've is read a, there is, for so there long a, that there's no time There is an interesting logic uh, inside the narrative that Amos is trying to pull out inside here where he's... I just think, has, have they not heard the expression, you catch more flies with honey <laughs> than with vinegar? Or? Has, he, has he not been trying well, I, I guess, but I, I don't and know. Maybe, it's like, and maybe well, Amos is now declaring something here. He's just saying, look, I've had it. <laughs> I, I guess, but okay. It, that would be, there's another kind of psychotic boyfriend <laughs> metaphor here, oh which should be okay. the, the quote, quote, nice uh-huh. guy, uh-huh. where the guy is super nice, Ooh, right? Oh, yeah, creepy. He's a nice guy. Yeah. But then as soon as you do not reject or you reject his advances, then yeah. he freaks out. <laughs> Because, hey, wait a minute, I'm a nice guy, though. Like, "Mm, but you're not, though. Yeah. You're just pretending. (laughs) And then as soon as you don't get what you want, um, 
Wow, here's the real yeah. you. You turn green. <laughs> it's, it's just weird. I don't know. I can't relate to this chapter. I mean, I can tell these two chapters are not going to be. Oh, I can't wait for, chapters, for chapter five and oh, six. Oh, good. They get worse. Seven and eight. Nine. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember good. much about the good. Book of Amos, to be well, frank. And I can see why. This is uh, the, the the message, actually, this week. Um, the title of the message this week is actually Versus uh, Against All Odds. And, uh, and the question we're supposed to look at today is yeah, this. Do we assume it. that God is working our lives, our communities, our world today? <laughs> how can we be more alert to where and how God is active in us and around us? Well, clearly, if we're applying this passage, then I think we can assume that all the destruction and everything bad happening around us is the direct result of God smiting well, us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean I that's think, what I you would take was, from this. There's nothing positive in this I think actually that was the, the uh, a common attribute that people would say all, all the time, right? Mm-hmm. They would say all the good and all the bad and everything was attributed to God all the time. And and God was just like, like a, a massive uh, puppet master just but moving around doing that kind of stuff. But aside from this chapter, hmm. I mean, just answering the question, pretending that I haven't just read all of this and that it hasn't uh-huh. put me into a negative mindset, <laughs> I do assume that God is working in our lives and our communities in the world. Yeah. I think it can be difficult to see that, but that there is evidence of that sometimes. I, I think individual actions yeah. of people, that there is a lot of good going on, and I don't think that we... And I, I hope that that comes from God and not necessarily all this other stuff, which I don't have a belief that, that God I've is actively that, trying that to screw yeah, people up. I've always I, felt I like there's times that. where we, if we could learn um, just from our own stories with each other, how sometimes you hear a perspective on something else that's taking place and you learn like, oh, I was missing that piece of information. Now that makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's actually so critical when it comes to understanding who God is as well. Um, and what's actually going on in our lives as well. And so maybe as we explore this text a little bit more this week, maybe we will see something better and clearer as the picture falls together. So, Well, and you know how sometimes um, there are circumstances that that work in such a way, you know, I don't know, maybe you cross paths with someone mm-hmm. where you've had a certain problem and they have the very same mm-hmm. one, and it's like, ooh, it seems kind of fortuitous. And you could yeah. look at that as being a coincidence, and it may be. Yeah. But I tend to think that things like that are not coincidental. I tend to believe that they are um, intended, and I tend to think that the people that I encounter and the things that happen, there is some element of design to them, and that's a choice. I mean, I don't have any real evidence for that, but I think, I don't know, does it hurt for me to believe that, for me to believe that, hey, I am part of something, that there's a reason that this person has come into my life, that that matters for some reason, Um, Rather than just thinking, oh, well, it's just random chance. Well, and I think that's actually... Which, again, I admit that it could yeah. be. I don't know for a fact. No, but, but that's actually part of the, the bigger picture thing that we sometimes miss out on. And so grabbing that big picture, seeing all those pieces is really important. But let's look at it tomorrow and uh, the rest of this week. Until then, uh, I want to repeat the question one more time. Do we assume that God is working in our lives, our communities, and our world today? And how can we be more alert to where and how God is active in us and around us? Let's connect tomorrow, look after each other, live love, and uh, God bless. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you, and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love.